0: fellow riders this is your host rusty James it is Monday September 25th 2017 and this is the ride good morning everybody a lot has happened since the last time we've talked I want to fill you in on the details but first how are you doing are you sharing the light of the gospel where you go are you trusting in the Lord give you the words to say in season. I say all that because we're going to talk about that very topic today. But let me tell you, recently you may know that uh, my family went through kind of a medical ordeal. Our son had a surgery in another state and that worked out well. He's on the men's right now and... uh, He'll be doing very good very soon. So thanks for all the prayers. Thanks for all the support that we're getting from our friends abroad. And I guess uh, it's a rather cool procedure. He has all this titanium in his spine now. And he is taller. Uh, If you haven't figured it out yet, he had scoliosis. He had scoliosis of the spine and we prayed for a miracle and we got it through the hands of surgeons that are very skilled in what they do and they're doing stuff that really hasn't been done before I mean they've been doing it for a while but I mean you know less than 10 years so it's really fascinating to see what they can do and help someone have scoliosis corrected without the mobility loss that you typically expect so that's an exciting uh, chapter in our life and more power to you if you are a family going through a medical thing right now i know that can be a lot of sleepless nights a lot of prayer and just know right now that in a way i am praying for you And if I'm praying for you, I'm sure that there are other people praying for you. And if there is only one prayer going up to heaven on your behalf, know that God is hearing it and God is meeting your need right where you are. So as we look forward to the days ahead, as we come out of this season, our family is continuing to look to heaven for help. You know, Because from where does your help come from? comes from the Lord so as I was getting into my car today I remembered that I had put in a piece of clothing I needed to bring this piece of clothing to work it's a special piece of clothing it's not a big heavy coat or heavy thick protector of a piece of fabric it's not ornate you wouldn't wear it to a black tie affair but it is special in that it will save your life. It can save your life. So what am I talking about? I'm talking about a high-visibility jacket. It's actually a vest. It's what you wear over your clothes, on the outside of who you are, so that it can be seen by others. It's high visibility. It's, it's a really bright yellow and you see more and more of these as uh workers in the trades typically you know they're out and about at mcdonald's and and at the store or whatever you see these guys wearing these t-shirts that are this fluorescent yellow fluorescent green color what are they doing why why do they all seem to want to be doing that well for the same reason that i'm wanting to do it Because my job soon will entail going into a work zone, into a work area, into the workplace, construction place, and I need to be seen. And it serves as a protector for me and as a protector for other people. And as I got into my car this morning, I realized that, you know, as Christians we are to be a light, aren't we? The scripture I was reading in Matthew tells us that we're to let our light shine. It's Matthew 5:16. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Now I don't know about you But every once in a while, I get into a confused state. It's a state brought on by our enemy, actually. It's this condition where we think what we have to say or convey to others isn't as valuable as what they have, and therefore we keep our mouth shut. This is a very real thing. In some small way, it's the reason why I haven't done a podcast in a week and a half, two weeks. Now, mostly, it's because we were in the hospital and all that business. But still, uh, I could have, if I needed to, found a way to talk to you, and I didn't. Now I'm not condemning myself. I'm, you know, you got to take breaks. But I know what the enemy was speaking to me during this time, and because I was more aware of that, I wasn't hearing what the Lord was speaking to me during that time when I could have been spreading the gospel. And so just just like how we're supposed to put on the breastplate of righteousness, helmet of salvation, and have on our feet shod, all of those things that we're supposed to put on, I'm feeling like today I need to put on... And hold the, the lamp of the gospel. The lamp light goes forth before me. It's like a fire. Not only does it show light, but it, it gives off heat and energy and power. And fire is cool because it can it can be contagious, can it? But we're to be the light. You know, it's very clear. This is a command from Jesus. The we're to be a light. It wasn't an option. It wasn't, well, you should be a light when you can. You know, when it's politically correct, you should really, you know, share the truth of the gospel. But, you know, don't worry about it if it doesn't align with the politics of the day or anything. You know, then you can keep your mouth shut. No, Jesus said, let your light shine before men and your good works, let them be seen. Not that you could be glorified, but that the Father would be glorified. I talked about this the other day how God seems to want glory and how some people might look at that as well, why does your God need all this glory and stuff? You know of course, I don't believe in Him but, you know, why is it that He needs all this glory? Well, and my answer to that is He's the only thing that's worth glorifying. Good gifts come from The Father of lights. Ah, there's the light again. Is there good light and bad light? I just was realizing as a guy follows me with his brights on that light in and of itself is not the goal. It's to illuminate something, someone. Christ, God the Father, the Word of God. It's got to illuminate something. Light for the sake of light might not be all it's cracked up to be. I mean, think about this. You want to offer light to those around you. But if you if you come on like that vehicle that has its brights on and, you, and you're causing those around you to be irritated, you're not illuminating anything. You're causing a blindness. So just be careful as you share the love of God, the grace, and the mercy, and all of the attributes of God to others, be careful that you're not blinding and causing a wincing of those around you. You know what I mean. Let's be careful in our zeal to not go too far the other way and cause there to be animosity toward those who are bearing the light. I don't think it's a real fine line. I think that you need to be aware of the people around you and share the light of Christ in a way that he did. Study how he did it. When I think about Jesus, I know that he was bold, but I wouldn't use the word brash or um, irritating. I mean, he irritated the religious people, certainly. But in some ways, I look at... that the the people that were, I should clarify, the religious, um, like the Pharisees and Sadducees, and those who were trying to be godlike by man's works, they were irritated because Jesus confronted that mentality and said, "No, you need to be like children. You need to come before the Father and be humble." and simply do what i've said don't game the system and of course they didn't like that so to them he confronted their worldview so i guess if you confront somebody's worldview you're gonna you're gonna be a you're gonna appear as a troublemaker which is exactly what jesus was to those folks but he was the light bringer to the masses So I guess clarifying my earlier comment about blinding people with so much light. Be aware of your audience. Be aware of those around you. But still be bold. And you can't go wrong if you declare the truth of the gospel. You can't go wrong. But do it in love. I mean, you can declare the truth of the gospel in such a mean-hearted way. It will cause people to reject you just because you're mean. Just because the messenger is mean, they're going to reject the message. Don't do that. And look at how Jesus was talking in, in Matthew 5 here. He's kind of equating you showing your light, not by what you say to people and what you command other people to do. Yeah, you know, I don't know how many times Jesus said, you should do this. I mean, he did a few times, certainly. But more often he was saying... He was describing a situation in parable form and letting people connect the dots. Don't kill the message by being a mean messenger. The key is to share the message of Christ. And sometimes the best way to do that is by keeping your mouth shut. And how do you do that? Well, Matthew 5 was talking about letting your good works show. Do the right thing when the right thing is the hard thing to do. You don't have to blow your own horn when that happens, but you can still let people know what's going on. Many times, if we're doing the right thing, when it's a hard thing to do the right thing, people are going to notice anyway. So Lord, we have extra time today to talk about something. And as I'm sitting here talking with you, I'm asking that you would speak to everyone hearing this word right now. And speak into our hearts and help us to see what it is you'd like to discuss. Cause Lord, I don't know what to say next. I don't have the I don't know what the next thing to talk about would be. But you do. So I put this into your hands, Lord. So I just had a thought. I'm kind of waking up this morning as I'm commuting. And the thought is that let's not be the sleeper. You know, I, I I pick I picture a person that I would call the sleeper as someone it doesn't have to do with sleep so much but it's someone who is not taking advantage of the time that they're given. They're kind of half-living and the Opportunities that present themselves during life, they don't necessarily see them because they're kind of in a state of mental disarray or in a fog, hazing through life hazy, hazy life. They're the sleeper. Let's not be the sleeper. Wake up. I'm talking to myself. No sleeper for you. So, what does that mean? Let's be aware of our situation. You know, I just realized that in order for me to really be aware of my situations, I really need to be in the Word of God more. Not as a... I need to do it not just as a discipline, but I need to do it as training. Because there are examples in the Word of God that help me deal with many situations I'm going to face and many situations you're going to face. Wouldn't it be great when one of these opportunities comes up and you've got the Word of God on your lips at that moment in time and you can, you can speak to that thing, whatever it is, wouldn't that be great? You'd be like a pastor, man. Because you know those pastors, they, they just know the right words to say all the time. Yeah, yeah, they're just humans just like the rest of us. But they've taken time to hunger for that word enough so that they could have this in them. Now we're not all called to be pastors, but you know what? In a sense, you are shepherding Either your family or those around you, those who look to you for help. You could be considered like a shepherd, a pastor. It's just that your flock might be three people, you know, your three besties at work. Who knows? Hunger and thirst for righteousness. That's what the Word says. Remember earlier I was talking about how the enemy can sometimes get in and we can see ourselves as not having the words to say and we don't know how to handle situations and sometimes we might even be in a fog be in the sleep state well it's up to us really to get fired up I mean we can ask the Lord for help but ultimately it comes down to us moving we've got to move move it, move it So sometimes you have to do it just by faith. Get out of the comfort zone. Get the Word in you. And then share the Word. Live the Word so that people can see it. (laughs) That's funny. I just saw a person walking with a high-vis jacket on. That's funny. She's confirming my message. It was an old lady walking out to her mailbox. She had high-vis on. That's funny. I think I'm going to end with this. This point of needing to make a move. You've got to make a move. You can't just sit and wish it to happen. You've got to make a move. You need to get the word of God in you to the point where it's spilling out of you. So that when the opportunity arrives, you've got the word and it's in the season. You can deliver the word. But it takes a move on your part. This is the con. This is the concept. My son, I told you, he's recovering from a surgery. He needs to gain weight. The surgery really knocked some weight off him, and he doesn't feel that good because he's dealing with some of the pain from the surgery. Uh, he doesn't want to be losing this weight. He doesn't want to move around and walk around which is something he's really supposed to do to help everything get back to normal as as far as his hunger and everything and you know he's tired and I get it he's tired he's full of pain doesn't want to move but the problem here is you don't feel like you can do the movement you don't feel like you can even eat but you know you need to eat so there is this level of uncomfortableness that you must break through in order to heal in order to have life in your bones so let's not be like the sleeper who wants things just comfortable and i just want i just want to rest with the lord and i you know I've tried to, you know, share with my friends. Baloney! Don't give me that. It's not about checking people off the tally sheet. I've talked to them. I've talked. It's not about that at all. It's about the complacency that you're living in. Oh gosh, I'm starting to preach. Let's not be complacent. I have to tell my son. You know what? I can't do this for you. I'm putting this into a spiritual framework. It's like God is telling us, look, I've given you what you need, but you must. In fact, it's imperative for your life and for your health and for the life of those around you. You must get out of that bed. You must begin walking. You must begin feeding, even if it's uncomfortable. And I promise you, as you do it, things will get easier because life will come into the situation and you will one day look back and think oh my goodness I didn't feel like living I didn't feel like life could even be part of the situation and somebody encouraged me to get up and out of that bed and start eating even though food had no flavor at the start well here I am encouraging you get up out of that bed sleeper what are you waiting for time is precious and we don't have time that minute ago that's gone and so is this time right now it just went away flittered away we've got a limited amount of time our command is to reach those who are lost that's the command to let our good works shine before men show the goodness of God to those around us so that he's glorified that's that's what he's telling us to do that's the command there's no wishy-washiness about it that's the command so consider this your wake-up call we are to get out of the bed we're to start feeding we're to start moving We're to start living. We need to hear this message every day. I need to hear this message every day. Arise, you sleeper. The hour is at hand. I've declared it. The hour is right now. The hour at hand is the hour from now to the next hour. Guess what? You always have that hour. You didn't miss out on that hour. That one is always before you. Last hour is gone, but that one, the hour at hand, is always there for you. What are you going to do with it? If we're prepared, if we have put the Word of God into our hearts and into our minds and then on our lips, and if we're living those words Believe that God is in those words. Believe that there is life in those words and you can bring life to situations that appear to be dead. That's my confident statement to you. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do that. You might have to tell yourself, I'm going to do that. I am going to do that. You are going to be a recipient. Right now, those who continue to listen to this podcast, you will be a recipient of something I don't know exactly what. I'm believing it's going to be life and abundant life. Why? Because I'm going to do it. Rusty James is going to do it, which means you're going to get the overflow. And this is not just empty words. The proof is in the pudding. You continue to listen to this podcast and I believe you're going to see something. It's not about me. It's about glorifying the Father. All right, so we've got our walking papers, right? Let's get on with it. Lord Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you for revealing something new I hadn't even considered. I pray that we're all able to do what is so clearly commanded. And, and truly, Lord, you've made it so that it's attainable. So help us to do what's attainable. Maybe it might be a little uncomfortable but it's attainable and you're with us and you've given us the power to have victory in whatever we're doing according to your will. So, Lord, we're going to do that and we're going to expect great things. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, this has been another great one. Stay in that word and live in peace. Pray for those who persecute you. And the God who created all things, he knows you. He knows what you're capable of. And he knows the things that you're capable of that you don't even think you're capable of. I believe today is a day of new beginnings for you, for me, and very possibly for those around you, because you have heard and you are going to act upon the word of God. All right. And I will catch you on the flip.